Hi, this is Barbara Cole, and I've never done a podcast before, so this is going to be a first. I actually am not quite sure what I'm going to say in a podcast and why I'm doing it, but in the meantime, I'm going to share with you a bit, not the whole piece, but just a little bit of uh, a, a bit of writing I've been working on for a while. It's entitled, Shirley and Roth at Motorcycle School. <clears throat> so let me tell you the story. Rolf sneaked another look through the thick leafy hedge. He wanted no one, not even Shirley, to see him. That would make her too nervous. Okay, maybe if his male classmates at Sweetbriar Community College computer class saw him, that would be all right. Cool, man, they would whistle. Pretty rad. Ever think about what you could do with a 19-year-old? He set up the cameras last night, had rechecked the batteries this morning, then texted Shirley the thumbs-up signal. All signs were a go. His laptop screen, propped against the steering wheel, was difficult to see as the sun glared through the back window. He moved the backup system, the iPad, to the right, giving him a better view of Shirley and their field of action, as they called it. The old Crown Vic he had bought from his neighbor was just the vehicle for this undercover surveillance work. Who would ever look twice at a 79-year-old geezer sitting in a dull beast of a car like this? Shirley, look at me. Keep looking at me. Brian, the handsome young motorcycle instructor, yelled across the asphalt parking lot. Orange cones dotted it like polka dots on a kindergartner's drawing. Twelve motorcyclists followed, one after the other in a circle. Good let me see that big smile. This should be fun. Shirley tightened her bony fingers around the throttle, forcing an uptick in the lower corners of her wrinkled lips. Fun, she snorted to herself. She hit a bump, her bottom raising an inch above the hard leather seat. The motorcycle stayed the course, and she continued staring at the instructor. Ah, no. Now she had run over one of those blasted cones. That's okay, she told herself. This was just a starter session. Brian raised his arms, crossing them in the time-to-line-up-now form. She released the throttle, her right hand, the third finger wearing the diamond from her second husband, squeezed the chrome brake handle tighter. With two feet to spare, she stopped, avoiding slamming the rider ahead of her. A lug-headed truck driver whose voice matched his Jake brakes descending a Colorado Interstate 6% grade. Ever been on a bicycle? He inquired the first day. No, she replied, moving away from him. She walked, taxied, drove, or was driven where she needed to go. She had begun to consider riding a motorcycle, sitting on a tour bus through Rome. There, thin girls of 19 whizzed around the Colosseum on scooters and motorcycles. If they could master the skill with only 19 years of life, why could she not with her 80-plus years of experience? Back in Arkansas, she set out immediately to buy a motorcycle. Got a license, ma'am? The beefy sales clerk asked her. Can't sell you one without it, you know. No, she did not know, but she enrolled in motorcycle school that afternoon. Now she tucked her gray curls under her helmet, inhaled several deep breaths, and told herself she could master this. Shirley, you lead. 
Waddling from side to side as she edged the motorcycle between her legs, she walked her machine to the front of the line. This time, guys, as soon as Shirley is at the finish line, start your engines. Then follow her in and out. Lean to the right on that far corner. Then slow down and stop in the center, Brian barked. Man, this is going to take forever, one young, overly eager cyclist whined. Several others chimed in agreement. Following anyone older than 25 was not their idea of how to pass a Sunday morning. Shirley was 85. This was her 13th attempt to pass the motorcycle course. She was a little more skilled than when she'd started at 83. Every few months, she showed up in a different weekend class. By now, most of the instructors had heard the story of Shirley. They were expecting her to show up in their class at some distant date. Shirley inhaled and soldiered on. At least, she told herself, she was not close to the record set by a woman passing the South Korean driver's license test on the 960th try. That took courage, but then that woman was awarded a free car for her effort and eventual success. This time would be different, Shirley knew. Sweat drizzled down Shirley's thin back. She would have liked nothing more than to take her clothes off right there in the parking lot, at least the long sleeve jacket and long pants she was wearing. Nevertheless, she could not, for two reasons. The State Department of Transportation's clothing requirement was the first reason. No gloves, no long sleeve shirts. Home you go, the instructors snarled in the first class. They made clear that pants legs covering the ankles and heavy boots must be worn at all times on the course. Students trying to sneak by in casual shoes or shorts would be dismissed and sent on their way. No questions, no refunds. Her real reason she kept her clothing on was more complex. Thin, clear plastic wires snaked around Shirley's shoulders, looped under her arms, stretched to each glove finger and back again, connecting to a battery pack just above her left hip. Her secret weapon, she thought. This would be the last time she had to listen to this ill-educated, poor grammar-speaking hunk yell at her to look at him. Watch where you are going, her mother always told her. Now, Brian was telling her she could go, or in fact she should go, where she was looking. If she was curving to the right, she should look to the right. Ignore any potholes, dogs, children in your path. They'll move. You go where you look had become her mantra. Sounded a bit, a bit metaphysical, she thought. You get what you put your energy toward. If you focus on the bills, you will never have enough money to pay them. If you focus on doing what makes you happy, you make enough money to pay the bills. Shirley preferred the latter way of thinking, but she had not yet mastered it with the motorcycle. No need now to worry which thought process was better. Start the machines, screamed Brian. She held the levers, flicked the switch, the engine vroomed to life. This was the real test. She adjusted her helmet, pressing the button hidden under her chin strap. Rolf's newly designed robotic system swung to life. 
She was not driving the motorcycle. Rolf and his computer system now controlled every movement. You are doing great, Rolf, purred through Shirley's earpiece, 300 feet away. Only he and Shirley knew that he had hacked the motorcycle system and her helmet. Shirley sat primly on the motorcycle, bestowed her best 1945 pinup smile on the instructor, mentally thanking her third husband for the money he left to her, allowing her to hire Rolf and to go to motorcycle school. Shirley, you have a perfect score. You must have been practicing a lot, Brian exclaimed. Guess we won't see you around here anymore. Shirley smiled demurely, as if she were waiting for him to light her cigarette and buy her another martini. Why, thank you, Brian. How kind of you. She drawled with a twinkle in her helmet-covered eye as she handed him the school's motorcycle key and sauntered past the hedge where an old Crown Vic with a driver sat quietly waiting for her. So that's the story of Ralph and uh, Shirley at Motorcycle School. So let me know what you think, and I look forward to hearing from you.